0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie. Self-improvement addict and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laughter all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at just plain Zach. Just plain Zach with a K at the end. Because I don't like when you spell with an H because that's spelled wrong, and I don't appreciate that. Um, you can also follow me at No filter with Zach to keep up with the latest show happenings on hashtag nofilter. I'm excited because uh, today my guest runs a very, very funny Instagram account that's dedicated to Bravo, and it's called Oh No Bravo. And Oh, yes, we are going to mention it all. Please welcome from Ono oh Bravo, Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. How you doing, girl?
1: Hi, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on.
0: I love this look you're rocking today. I love the wigs. I love the glasses. You're not wearing your Ramona glasses today, though.
1: Yeah, I thought I was. I would switch it up the occasion. Um, but yeah, my Amazon wig collection is really starting to rival like Moira Rose yes. on Ship's Creek. It's it's getting a little out of control. <laughs> I was
0: just thinking that because I tried to watch Shits Creek maybe like two years ago and I got like two episodes deep and I couldn't get into it. But during quarantine, I started binging it and now I'm three, four seasons deep and it's yeah. so good. I'm obsessed with Patrick. Like I'm like here for all of the Shits Creek, shitsness.
1: Love it. Yeah. I um I binged the whole thing when I was on maternity leave with my second daughter and it was like from start to finish that was like all I was doing when I was not you know and you're wearing the, and you're wearing the rose <laughs> oh, apothecary. Yeah, I, I just I noticed that right now this. I was
0: like where have I seen that did I see that on housewives on <laughs> I love it um so we did a fun Instagram live the other day about Real Housewives in New York and we broke it down on Friday and so it's available on your Instagram right that people can watch on your IGTV
1: yeah Yep. It's saved to my IGTV. Um, that was so much fun. We really talked about everything um, and it was so great to have you on. I'm definitely going to have you back if you, if you want to. Ooh,
0: if you can fit me into your schedule, I am down. I would <laughs> love to. That was so much fun. Um, what Bravo shows are you currently like obsessed with at the moment? And is there anything on Bravo that you can't get into?
1: Um. So, right now i'm really pleased with the quarantine lineup i'm really liking beverly hills i'm really liking new york new york's always a top spot for me beverly hills i was kind of like everybody else for the past couple seasons were just a little tough to get through but i'm totally loving it i'm actually one of the like i definitely am in the minority for this but i'm not totally hating standard rules right now i'm you know it's not what it used to be but i'm still finding like funny moments with it too so the only ones i really can't get into is below deck sailing Mm. like no thank you
0: have you tried what's that new one about the summer camp have you tried that one yet
1: you know i haven't um that's probably one that i'll just like throw on on the weekend while i'm like making breakfast to check it out i've heard mixed things have you watched it
0: i haven't seen it yet i haven't even heard anything about it yet but i've seen the previews for it I actually, holy shit, I just realized I was in the casting for that show when it first was coming around. I want to say maybe like two years ago. Really? Yes. I remember talking to the producers about potentially doing that show. And then they ultimately, I guess they wanted to go for like the really buff, hunky, like, um, like hot (laughs) cast. And then they ended up offering me not Big Brother. What is that other one? real world they ended up offering me a spot on that show but it was like the facebook watch version and i ended up turning it down because i couldn't go to atlanta for like three oh, wow. months and i was like i don't know if i want to do a facebook watch show and i'm glad i did not because that show was like it totally bombed it was supposed to be like a real world That's reboot so yeah i just it just clicked in my brain right now um but yeah, I haven't seen well, not it yet. You I might have get to into watch it. it. <laughs> yeah, now I have to watch it to see what I didn't make it onto. Um, but yeah, I have to agree. I think I'm liking Vanderpump Rules a little more as we're getting towards the tail end of the season because it's picking up a little bit more. But for the most part, I'm kind of like, uh-uh. it's not my favorite season. I've had a lot. Yeah, of the same about with
1: Vanderpump Rules is like we suffered through, through the first half, half with the couchy wedding and the. the Jackson, Britney thing but now we get the payoff of we get to witness the two of them realize that like they are no longer the center of attention and I just it is so delicious for me to watch that happen <laughs> yes
0: and Stassi and Bo are really kind of taking the lead now that they're engaged mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into our weekend news breakdown. It's a lot. Well, actually, not a lot has happened. There was a lot of, like, heavy news that came over the weekend. I was like, I don't know if I want to, like, dive into all of this, like, Hannah from The Bachelor and the, like, there are just so many, like, heavy news topics. I'm like, mm, let's try to keep it a little as light as we can. Um, but so there was a lot of yeah. heat that people got or that people gave Bravo from this most recent episode of real housewives of beverly hills because in the trailer we saw denise freaking out and she's like bravo bravo fucking bravo i'm not doing this and it like looked like she was like really heated and in the moment and then we saw that episode air and we saw it happen we saw the dinner that that she allegedly said or that she supposedly said that at and we didn't get the bravo bravo fucking bravo clip and people were very upset, and so no. they've been flooding Bravo's tweets on, or they've been flooding Bravo with tweets on Twitter. Um, and so Bravo responded over the weekend, and they all they said was, "All will be revealed soon. Stay tuned." What do you think? Were you disappointed to not see that clip come out in the episode?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that we're all kind of like detective Megan King Edmunds where when we see like powerful clips like that, we're like, Okay, what what are they wearing? What what party is this at? Yeah. So to see that dinner happen and then it not be shown, I think I was like everybody where I was like, Um, excuse me, you promised me something. I'm wondering if they're gonna save it for like a montage later in the season, like showing the ways that Denise hasn't been upfront or like willing to film. But that being said, it was very interesting that they chose that was such a prominent moment in the, the lead up to the season. It was really surprising that they didn't even give us like a little tease of it.
0: Yeah, I was really surprised too because they really focused on her quitting and like not wanting to film past December, which she says that she did film a couple of things. Um But I think you're right. I think I'm with you on the theory that we're going to get some montage towards the end of the season once the girls kind of have this big build up against her and they're just like, you know, we're so sick of her always wanting to pull out of filming and always wanting to dip and to leave. And then it's going to show that dinner party and probably a list of several other scenes from maybe last season and throughout this season of her pulling out, wanting to break the fourth wall, wanting to stop filming. And I think we're probably going to get that list later on into the season, which is a bummer, because like you said, they built it up so much that I'm like, I wanted to see it.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, because we know that they're going to break the fourth wall later in the season. because They showed us the clips of like the women finding out that he needs to stop filming and then with the green screen, which I'm really liking that Bravo is Mm -hmm. making the decision to start breaking those fourth walls. I think it takes the power away from the cast members a little bit to like drive the narrative of the story. But that being said, I mean, I hope that if they're saving it for this giant montage that just like you said, there is there's other examples of times that she's done it. And it's not just the one that we already know about.
0: What did you think of Kyle calling them all a bunch of fake ass bitches? Do you think that Denise was being a fake ass bitch for having a big giant diamond ice sculpture in her backyard?
1: So I don't think it was about the ice sculpture. I actually have... um, a conspiracy theory. Mm. I think that Kyle and Dorit um, had a pact in the beginning of the season that they were going to take Denise down. I think that they the whole conversation of like the Teddy bed sharing thing just seems really out of context and mm-hmm. kind of like crazy. And I think they had a plan for that to be the segue into the Denise and Brandy things. But the issue was that during the all-in by Teddy, Dorit and Kyle had actually gotten into like a real Teddy tiff and that had kind of thrown off their plan because if you rewatch that I mean and I also am like a total conspiracy theorist when it comes to these things but if you watch that dinner um you kind of see Kyle apologize to Dorit with the undertone being like we're not gonna fight this season remember and then Dorit tries to bring up that like fake ass bitch thing again and I think that that was going to be the segue into like Denise isn't being honest about her life I don't think it was about the diamond ice ice sculpture.
0: I agree. It definitely wasn't about the diamond ice sculpture, but I love this new conspiracy theory. So you are you believe that a lot of the women go into the season with
1: an agenda. A hundred percent. I think especially some of the veteran um, house labs. I think what's so funny is like, of course we all know like LVP was the grand manipulator and she like pulled all the strings, darling, and all that. But Kyle was friends with LVP for a lot of seasons. Yeah. So even if that was true, you don't think that Kyle like, it happening or knew or helped it happening I think as the women get more experienced they they go into to it with like these are our planned storylines and fights and I think that Bravo again is kind of taking that power back by being like okay put a put a mint in your mouth to eat we're still going to show you talking yes. about your bankruptcy
0: that was so good when you see them and they're putting they're eating the mints because you know that they have these little tactics that they've used probably for seasons on how they don't want to address something so they break the fourth wall they make the footage unusable and now bravo is like no screw it we're going in on this and we're actually going to show what we want to show whether you want us to or not
1: exactly definitely
0: I'm here for it. Um, let's talk about Real Housewives of New York because we broke that down on Friday, but I wanted to skip ahead to talk about Dorinda responding to a lot of the heat that she's gotten because we talked about it a little bit when we did our live. How Dorinda is really like just going hard on Tinsley, and she's the pit bull. and Tinsley's the chihuahua, and she's just like shaking in the corner, but Dorinda like won't let her go. And so you would think that several months later, now that filming filming was last year, so it's in it's ended. It's been at least. What five, six, maybe even eight months since they filmed that specific scene. Um, so you would think Dorinda would have cooled down by now, or even if they fought at the end of the season again, it's been like at least five months since they wrapped taping that you would have thought this would have simmered down. That for Dorinda to be going so hard, so fans came for her, and she basically was like, One of them was like, How would you feel if that was your daughter? You know, Tinsley was your daughter, and someone was coming after her so hard, and she's like, Well, the difference is Tinsley's a 44 year old woman, and she's not my daughter and i don't feel bad for her and she's a liar and like she's just like going off on tinsley
1: went off yeah it's so interesting because even if Dorinda still thinks she's in the right it's like interesting to me that she's she's doubling down especially after seeing the audience reaction because i know we talked on friday Mm -hmm. like you're not a tinsley fan but you're still leaning towards tinsley in the fight just because Dorinda's The vitriol and the anger towards Kinsley just seems so blown out of proportion and kind of inappropriate. And to see her kind of like doubling down on Instagram of all places, like it really does make her look like a bully, which is exactly what, you know, they were telling her in this last episode.
0: Watching the episode on Thursday and seeing Dorinda talk about John and the breakup and talk about Richard and how she's not in the place that she thought she was going to be approaching her 55th birthday. I was like, okay she was going through something it was a moment we're probably going to see this like transgression throughout the season where we see her you know blossom into a butterfly and she's going to be like okay i've you know i'm this is what i want to do with my life now this is the direction that i'm going to go in but to, again know that we're several months after all of this and to know that she's looking at this she's watching these scenes listening to the feedback people are giving her and still going hard on tinsley calling her a liar it like makes me think like was there something that we're not seeing behind scenes or is she really just for some reason harboring this like deep resentment towards tinsley
1: yeah it's really crazy because one thing so for me dorinda has always been like in and out of my top five housewife spots i've I've always found her super endearing um and i think part of that is because she has that ability unlike a lot of housewives that when she makes mistakes or when she's a crazy person she's able to be introspective and reflect and she has those moments of like true heartfelt apologies she seems really like um remorseful she seems introspective and that's just not happening this season like that's what i think has kept the audience from turning on her in past seasons when she has those like crazy outbursts Mm -hmm. but in this season it's true like i have the same feeling as you when she was talking about richard and she was talking about the john thing i was like okay yeah she's going through something hard obviously then my assumption was that when all this is coming out she would be saying, yeah, I was going through a really tough time at the time. I'm watching this back. I, can't, I don't recognize that person. But instead to see her like just straight up doubling down, I'm like, Dorinda, what are you doing? Like, don't do this.
0: Or to even just be like, look, at the time I did believe that she was being, you know, dishonest and I didn't like how she was approaching her relationship with Scott. But you know what? I've learned to just let it go. The fact that she really still holds that anger towards her, because like at at the end of the day, like Tinsley's probably not going to come back next season. She's off in Chicago. She has Scott like she doesn't need the show. There's no need for her to even want to be on the show anymore. Like she can live a happy life in Chicago that like for Dorinda to still be like, I just I really don't understand it. And it's making me really not like Dorinda as much anymore.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to watch, and it does make me wonder, like you said, is there something more that happened that's not being talked about? Because yeah. it just seems like there's, like, a giant gap between, like, this anger that Dorinda is just spewing in basically every scene at Tinsley.
0: Yeah, not even towards the other girls, but specifically towards Tinsley, which is the crazy part. It's like, Ramona and Luann do many things that you would make, the, like, you would <laughs> want to strangle them for, and yet Tinsley's the target, who's the easiest, like, prey.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. So one of the girls that we do really, that we both really love this season is Leah. And so Leah's caught herself into a bit of some, some hot water over the weekend. And so she wrote an article for Penthouse. So she's a writer and she was also a podcaster in addition to running her business prior to coming on to Housewives. So there was an article that she'd written um, a while back that was in relation to the Me Too movement. And she kind of called out Rose McGowan and some of the other activists that kind of were a part of that movement. Um, and so fans are a little upset with the the take that she had on that whole movement at the time. And so she's kind of come out and she was on Dan, Danny Pellegrino's podcast and basically said that, you know, people are looking at just the headline. They're not really diving into the points that she made in the article. A lot of the points that she's saying have kind of come true with, I think there was the activist Asia who was part of it that ended up being um, exposed as a fraud. And so... People are still kind of not loving her for that. Do you think, because we've seen a lot of Bravo liberties fall into this several times. We even saw it on Vanderpump with Max and Brett. And, you know, we've seen even other non-Bravo celebrity celebs kind of um, go through this heat where people will dig through their Twitter accounts or dig through old YouTube videos and and find these things that they said years prior and will try to, you know, police them or crucify them currently. How do you feel about that cancel culture towards Bravo celebrities based off of their old behavior?
1: yeah so it's a very complicated question because I think there are definitely layers.
0: yeah, I think for, for sure.
1: me, um, cancel culture i I'm not super into it as a blanket statement. I think yeah. that everybody has the opportunity to learn and grow, and it's definitely a tricky line um, navigating what people should definitely be held accountable for and what and giving people the opportunity to learn from their mistakes because I do think that there is um, something powerful about the audience being able to learn with the public figure who might be figuring out something or realizing that a, an opinion they had in their past like isn't applicable today. Um, that being said, I think it is a little bit different than the Max and Brett stuff because yeah. those tweets were just like whew, a little bit rough to read. Um, but I also... So with Leah, she has had a lot of public controversy. She had that whole thing with the SNL um, head writer, Michael Che, too. So I'm kind of wondering if part of Bravo's strategy, because they obviously knew about all of this when they hired her. I'm wondering if part of their strategy of giving her a very, very, like, kind of unprecedented great edit for her first out-of-the-gate season is to kind of counterbalance some of that so that the audience can get to know her first. Um, that being said, I did read some of the comments with the Me Too movement. It was a little yikes for me. Yeah. Um, but I think that for me, I mostly try to keep housewives and their political ble- beliefs, their problematic views, um, kind of as separate as possible. Because if we look too closely at anybody, pretty much everybody right. would be canceled. Um, that being said, like when it's front row and center, you can't ignore it. For example, Kelly Dodd needs to like put down her phone during oh, quarantine. Oh, Kelly like, Dodd. Like phone. put down your, phone. Put Kelly down your Dodd. phone. Um Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's definitely an interesting conversation to have and I think it's important to have the conversation for sure.
0: I think my issue with kind of cancel culture is we take things and look I think like you said it's such a layered issue that like how far ago it was and what the statements were and whether there has been a growth or evolution and whether they stand by those statements now or they give a a, you know half-hearted apology or they really show remorse or they really want to learn. I believe that if somebody makes a mistake in the past we can't necessarily Necessarily hold them to that same standard today, because we have to realize that culturally, we've all shifted, you know, what things that we may have all felt was not that big of a deal 15 years ago, we now look at and recognize our own behavior and our own participation and how we've grown. But what I dislike about canceling them immediately even when it comes to people like brett and max and not that i defend anything that they tweeted at all but i think we can't define people based off of one dimension or one issue or one political stance like Mm -hmm. you have to realize that people are so multifaceted that like even if they have one really strong political issue that you may not agree with there are so many other issues and there are so many other facets to that one person that like they shouldn't be defined by one one view that they happen to have or one mistake that they happen to make. Like we should all have an opportunity to learn. And even if we, um, like let's say I tweeted something five years ago that was probably vile and then today I was held accountable for that and maybe I still stood by it until I got public backlash. Then we have to give people an opportunity to want to learn from that and to be able to learn and go through that without necessarily um, just being cut off. Because I think when you cancel somebody without letting it be a teachable moment, they don't really understand the ramifications of their actions. They're kind of just like, oh, well, that's bad. I'm never going to do that again. But they don't understand why. Like if you touch fire, and you get burned and you say, don't touch it because it's hot, you don't really understand like, oh, fire has heat. Like if you really explain it to them, there's, again, a teachable moment that you can go through with them.
1: I totally agree. And I think that by canceling somebody right away, it's also just not giving anybody the opportunity for personal growth, which should always be. Mm -hmm. I know that that's a theme on many of your podcasts, like personal growth and self-discovery and learning and being a better version of yourself should be everyone's goal. So it should be that like things that I maybe thought a couple years ago, I have evolved and changed and learned. Or I think it's really important for in friendships, like if you see something that you don't agree with or you hear something, to, to say, hey, like this is why I feel strongly that you shouldn't do X, Y, or Z. Yep. And I think that it's important to have those conversations so that also the other people can learn too, that the audience can say, oh, wait, okay. So she's being held accountable for X, Y, and Z. How is that reflective to some of my own beliefs and start to evaluate your own internal beliefs? So I definitely think it's interesting. I definitely also, it's funny to like hold Bravo celebrities to like these really high standards when we kind of know we're watching it because most of them are like trash people yeah, <laughs> that we yeah, like yeah. to watch on our trash TV. Um, but I, I yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation for sure.
0: Have you been following any of the Southern charm, charm drama?
1: Who have I? That has yes, been I like have.
0: boiling over the past week with. Um, so what, do you, what is your take? What is your stance? Whose side are you on?
1: So I am on side cancel Ch- Southern Charm and give Miss Patricia and Michael a spinoff. I'm oh my I've gosh. been feeling strongly about in general before all this stuff like and I'm, that's not cancel culture. That's me saying yeah. it's not a good show. Anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for the last like season or so, it was just wasn't doing it for me in general and then to hear that chelsea naomi and cameron are all leaving obviously the stuff with Catherine is we'll see how that all unfolds i just think it's probably run its course and it's time to end
0: are you a fan of katherine because i know ashley jacobs came out and she said that like katherine's basically gotten a pass and the cast has enabled her to behave so poorly on screen and off screen that like it's kind of the show's fault for enabling this type of behavior
1: so I think Ashley Jacobs and Landon both just like live to like emerge from the shadows and like weigh in on any controversy happening. Right. Like I swear they must have like a Google alert. But for me, I think with Catherine, it was really interesting to see her character arc. And definitely, um definitely if you could tell the shift that when the audience came around to Catherine as like her redemption storyline, you could tell that the cast had to get on board or face the audience mm. backlash. You could tell with Cameron that perhaps like she wasn't hanging out with Catherine off camera, but that she knew that in order to not be, you know, held to the flames by the audience, she had to come around to her. Um, I do think that reunion last year, I just remember Catherine talking about like, oh, it's fine that I'm drinking. It's fine that I'm doing X, Y, and Z. It does seem like there's just a disconnect there in general with Catherine. And I think all this stuff with it, I think it, with Catherine, like her The person she was going up against was Thomas Ravenel. So of course you're going to look like a good person when the person you're connect you're being compared to is the human equivalent of like Radigan from the great, great mouse detective. Like he's a terrible, terrible person.
0: (laughs) Do you think that Jason cheated on Cam?
1: I don't want to believe it. I I don't want to think it's true. Um, I think usually where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. But I hope in my heart of hearts that it did not happen.
0: <laughs> I guess we're going to have to wait for the new season. How are they even filming the new season right now? Like, I feel like there's drama, but like, so I've seen that like in Real Housewives of Orange County, Bronwyn posted photos doing her confessionals and she has her iPhone mm-hmm. set up and then she has like a background. Like they're trying to make it work. So I'm curious to see... Yeah if and how production is going to, like, make it happen. Because, like, obviously they can't necessarily film together all that much, even though I know in OC OC, the girls have gotten together a bit. But, like, they don't have, like, a full camera crew around them. So I'm curious to see how this all is going to come together. I have
1: no idea. I'm also hoping that when all of this is said and done, like, I do not want to spend the next year on Bravo watching footage of people in quarantine. Like, I've lived it. I don't need to see it. I don't need to ever experience quarantine again. Um, that be, I think that um, I did see that Craig and Austin are living together right now. So maybe they're trying to like film themselves. I don't but know again, if they're giving them GoPros. Cause, like,
0: I was even watching or I saw the trailer for the Kardashians, the second half of the season, which returns in September, and they show them kind of all filming together. But I'm with you. Like, I don't want to watch – home footage for like I feel like at best we can get two solid episodes out of home footage but other than Mm -hmm. that like there's not much more we can do otherwise it becomes like a YouTube video of like a vlog and it's like this is my day and this is my life and there's no interaction with the other cast members really that like I don't know I'm really curious to see how it all kind of plays out
1: yeah and also that being said I mean talk about giving the cast members total control of what they're going to show in the season like nobody is going to be getting out fully. their camera to like film them being a terrible person. It's going right. to be like, Oh look, I'm making food with my kids. Oh look at my perfect life. So yeah. I don't really want to see that.
0: No, thank you. Next. Um, and then I guess last thing before we close out the show is Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox. There are rumors that they've split, which kind of breaks my heart. Cause I love them. I love him. If he's single, I will date him. Um, so <laughs> there are rumors that they've split. She was seen out. She was seen hanging out with Machine Gun Kelly, and on her birthday a couple days ago, he posted um, a really cryptic message that people think has to do with their relationship. And so he wrote, um, "Eventually, butterflies get bored on a flower. On sitting on a flower for too long, they start feeling smothered. It's a great big world, and they want to experience it." Do you think that this has any relation to his relationship? And who do you think is the butterfly in this scenario?
1: I mean, it's got to, right? And I've got to imagine that Megan Fox is the butterfly. These vague tweets and Instagrams like always make me laugh because they're very reminiscent for me of like when you would post like a very emo song on like your AIM away message. Yeah, Yeah, like to be like, oh, like bad day frowny face. Of course, everyone's like, why is your day bad? Like to post this and then not expect people to like ask and wonder about it is just so funny to me.
0: So do you think that they're actually not together? Do you think that they've split? Do you think it's a Kristen Cavalleri Jay Cutler sitch?
1: Oh my gosh. Well I don't know if anything is that. But um yeah, I, I I think again, where there's smoke, there's fire, and where there's a butterfly flapping its wings, perhaps it's moved on to another flower.
0: Do you think he's the butterfly or Megan's the butterfly?
1: I mean, I would I saw the pictures with the like with her with Machine Gun Kelly. So if that's the case, then I think she might be the butterfly.
0: She's ready to move on. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea, for calling in and chatting with me and breaking down this weekend's news. Can you let people know where they can follow you and keep up with you and pimp yourself out?
1: Sure. So you can find me at Ono Bravo on Instagram. I do Instagram lives every Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, I have different guests on every week and we just kind of shoot the shit and talk Bravo. Um, and yeah, you can find me there.
0: I love it. That's at Oh No Bravo. We did ours. And then are you saving them all on your IGTV?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to start saving them um, on my IGTV. So definitely you guys can go and check out um, my live with Zach. That was so much fun. We broke down all things New York and that crazy, crazy, crazy. Amazing.
0: Uh, <laughs> it was crazy. The season of New York, this season of Beverly Hills. I'm really loving I'm I I'm glad Vanderpump is finally picked back up. Ugh, I'm just I'm ready for it all. Oh no Bravo. Give it I to know. me. Give me more. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. You can follow me at just plain Zach and don't forget to follow Chelsea at Oh no Bravo. Oh no Bravo. And, um, get ready. Cause we got lots more tea to break down this week and next week and all throughout quarantine. I'm here with you. We're in this together and we're going to sip all the tea until there's no tea left to spill. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. I got to go binge some more Bravo or probably some more Schitt's Creek. I have a little, a few more episodes <laughs> left and I'm here for it. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. Bye.